temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hello, I am Dan Day. Hopefully you're staying distant and safe. I don't usually say that because I'm not a mother hen, but in these days, it seems like just common sense. So keep your distance and follow me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. Follow me for this next, I don't know, 40 minutes or so as I bring you some of the best audio on this radio station. We're keeping it going because life does go on. So we will hear from the Joe Rose Show talking to Ted Karras of the Miami Dolphins, brand new Miami Dolphin, by the way. Dan Levitar. They've got a list of the top sneaky, good-looking people at ESPN. Then Hawk and Crowder checking in with Kane's legend, Jared Payton might even hear from Goran Dragic. He was talking earlier today just about coronavirus, basketball, and life. Right now, speaking of life, let's do these headlines. NFL owners have officially voted to expand the playoffs to 14 teams. The league still plans to proceed with the season as planned later this year. The NBA and the Players Association have begun talks on possibly withholding 25% of players' remaining salaries in escrow if the season is canceled. As of now, plans are to resume the season as soon as possible. Celtics guard Marcus Smart is now clear after testing positive for COVID-19 two weeks ago and will donate his blood in hopes doctors can use it to help find a cure. No Heat players, as of yet, have tested positive for the COVID-19 virus. Heat guard Goran Dragic says his parents, who were staying with him here in South Florida, were told to return to his home country of Slovenia and have done so. Despite that, Dragic will stay in Miami because he says he has a home here and is covered by U.S. health insurance. Inner Miami's Victor Uoa is using his recent downtime to work toward his college degree. The MLS have yet to determine what they will do with the remainder of the season. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. (sighs) A Maryland winery has employed an 11-year-old boxer to deliver their products to customers. Godspeed, old pup. Godspeed. An Indonesian family with three young children have all begun smoking herbal cigarettes in hopes it will deter the coronavirus. Put them on ballot for Parents of the Year and Family of the Year. The world's oldest man recently celebrated his 112th birthday in isolation due to coronavirus. I guess a wild night of drugs and strippers will have to wait until his 113th. The recent outbreak of coronavirus has led to a global surge in the sales of condoms. Safe sex, people. Safe sex. Now on the weather. Today's forecast, rainy with temperatures in the mid-70s. I'm Dan Day, and that 
is about as good of a weather report as you're going to find around here. If you want to hear it any better, you can listen to my man Alejandro Solana, who gives weather reports top of each hour on the Hawk and Crowder show from 3 to 6. We're actually going to hear from the Hawk and Crowder show in just a few minutes. But first, let's get to Joe Rose in the morning. Maybe you're not getting up as early as you usually do. It's understandable. Don't have to get up early. Don't get up early because you can always hear Joe Rose, not just by podcast, but I bring you back some of the best every day on the best of the Joe. So here is Joe Rose and the team talking to the brand new Dolphin, Ted Caress. What do they talk about? Off-season workouts on deciding on Miami over New England. Thoughts on Coach Flores, the big NBA, and bulking up on milk and PB&Js. He's right on time. <laughs> you talk about a guy, you know an offensive center is going to be right on time, man. He's used to being on time. Not a lot of uh, offensive linemen late to those meetings, I guess. One of the new signees for the Miami Dolphins, Ted Karras, joins us right now. Ted, good morning. Thanks for uh, joining the show. We appreciate it. Good morning, guys. Thank you for having me on. Ted, uh, I'm trying to get this vision after driving uh, through Foxborough for the last 20 or 25 years of my life, and I'm trying to get this this vision of you running up and down the street and, and knocking on your neighbor's door going, hey, can I use the, the weights now? What what has that been like so far? Well, it's just been such a crazy time, you know, and I, you know, obviously trying to do my part and hope everyone's safe out there today, and uh, it's going to be a pretty crazy week, but yeah, I mean, got to do what you got to do to get it done, and you know, my neighbor has a little rack in his garage, so he's letting me he's letting me use it for now, which is pretty nice. Did you ask? Yeah, does he have enough weights? Does he have enough yeah. weights for you to work yeah. out? You're not working out with you know you know one Cadillac on each side. I can imagine you need a little bit more than that. You know, not not totally. It, maybe enough if we were going as hard as we could, but enough to a serviceable quarantine workout for sure. Hey Ted, let's jump into the other stuff, man. I I thought, man, I heard eh, New England's gonna make him a two year old. He's gonna stay up there. Uh, how hard was that decision to come down here, and what put you over the top to to end up coming to Miami? Yeah, it was a hard decision, and but you know, ultimately made the right one in my opinion. Um, you know, Coach Flores was a big factor for that with me. Opportunity, you know, to come and build something kind of from the ground up. Um, you know, get in at, at, at the early stages and, and have a good opportunity to play and go prove myself as a starter in this league. By the way, we were all predicting. It's pretty funny, Ted, actually. And I think you can appreciate that because we have Coach Flores down here who just did an unbelievable job with what he had last year. Everybody's going, hey, I think we're going to have some former New England players coming down here, man. And sure enough, we got uh, a few of your teammates coming down here as well. So it, it's got to be nice for Coach Flores and for you guys to know what he's like and uh what do you remember about coach flores the most the year before when you guys won it all you know i think he's very uh, prepared and detail oriented but also intense loves the game uh, has it has a pretty good time too so it's, you know it's not um you know always you know the strict sense of you know being i guess i wouldn't say he's uptight at all i just really like his demeanor and you know we got along great uh obviously worked against his defense you know every day for for a couple of years and i'm looking forward to uh you know, being a part of his organization and trying to help him, you know, create what he wants, what his vision is. Ted, uh, I know you come from a long, you know, kind of family gene pool of, of NFL or, or just football players in general. Did I see that you have five family members in the NFL and seven played college football? Like, what are those family dinners like, dude? Like, that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, five, five in the league. Most notably was Alex Karras, actor, actor after his, his NFL career. Um, yeah, big horse. Yeah, we, we just call him the big horse, man. The big, the big horse. He's got the Hall of Fame, too. We've been waiting on that for a long time. So it's, it's pretty exciting for my family. 
Does anyone um, call him Mongo? By the way, does anyone call him Mongo, or or does he just go by uh, by Uncle Alex or something like that? Just Uncle Al, yeah, that's what he went by. <laughs> Dude, I mean, Joe, you know that he he was Mongo from from one of the one of the greatest movies ever, Blazing Saddles. He knocked the horse out, so like that's like his main thing outside of the fact that oh yeah, he's a Hall of Fame NFL player too. Your uncle is a hell of a football player. That's what he was. He didn't go to Hall of Fame because his last name was Karras. That dude was, uh, it was, that guy was uh, old school, really talented, talented guy. Hey, Ted, so I'm kind of curious, man. What do you do the rest of the day? I know we've been talking about, we're doing the shows now out of our homes. After a while, you're sitting there and you go to watch something on TV, you end up watching TV, and you end up grabbing something to eat. How in the heck are you staying away from that and having the willpower? And what do you do to stay busy when you're not working out? Well, I'm finishing my uh, Master's of Business Administration from IU. I graduated from Indiana University. I graduated in May. So actually, I've been studying for a midterm uh, all, all these last two weeks. I'm, I'm finally feeling a little bit more prepared, but financial management, it's kind of, killing me right now. Ted, how hard is that? Because I, I've got a daughter at home, and I, I know it's been hard for her to study and stay focused and not being in normal class. How hard is that online stuff? How, how tough is that to do and stay zoned in? And I'll, I'll start tomorrow, and I'll start tomorrow and, and, and finally get into it. You know, it is tough. But, you know, I'm a veteran. This is my second degree that I've you know received online. So I'm kind of a veteran with it. But in the I only take it in the off season, and it, it about, three, about usually if I'm not studying for a midterm, I only get on like three times a week. It's not too too much, but um, you know it's a good way. Obviously, the NFL is one of our benefits, um, and, and it's a good way to stay you know engaged when you know you fulfill your professional obligation by nine a.m. You have the whole day ahead of you. What, you know what are you going to do to to better yourself? Ted, what are you going to do with all these degrees? Hell, you you get one more degree, you're going to be a damn doctor somewhere, man. What, what's going on with all the degrees? I, well, I've been on scholarships since I was 17, so I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of just taking advantage of it. I really don't know what I want to do. I want to play till you know, a long time in the future, but, you know, other than that, I, I really have no plans besides football for now. Uh, sorry, well, I, I just wanted to ask this because, uh, you know, obviously doing a little bit of research on you, I know that when you were 175 pounds when you got into high school and you wanted to play football and you needed to bulk up a little bit, did I see that your daily diet was a gallon of milk and eight peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every day. That sounds like like a Joe diet right there. How, how did how did you end up not you know going crazy from that? Well, I ended up getting really heavy on the opposite end about two years later. So I had to chill and find some kind of homeostasis. But yeah, no, I did do that. I I did do that. I gained a hundred pounds in, in a, a year year and a half. What? Did you really? <laughs> and still stayed in good enough shape to play. So it wasn't just sitting around being the fat kid. You were like out playing football too. I think it was a mixture of that diet and puberty and a whole bunch of stuff, you know, as a 15-year-old, 16-year-old kid. But, yeah, no, it was pretty hardcore. I wouldn't recommend that to any young athlete going out there, but I had, I had to do what I had to do. I got to ask you, uh, you, you played – you have in your last year with New England, it's pretty cool to, to play the, almost the whole season with Tom Brady. I, I just got to ask you, that had to be pretty fun, huh? I, I know you, you got a lot more, a lot ahead of you, but just, just playing Brady with that last year. How cool was that when you look back? And I know you didn't have the success last year you guys wanted, but just having 
Tom in that huddle and and going up and knowing you got a chance to win every friggin' game with that guy. Well, no, it's been extraordinary these past you know four seasons, but yeah, especially being able to be the full time guy with Tom Brady is, is something that'll always be you know super special. And, and he's so great, and I'm you know, I'm so happy for him and, and his you know recent dealings. I wish him a bunch of success. He's been a you know a great mentor to me and a great. A great person to me over the last four years, you know, from the first time I met him until, you know, we said goodbye, you know, January 5th. So, you know, he's got a great family. And I think that, uh, you know, I think a lot of you get overshadowed with how great of a person Tom Brady actually is, too. So I wish him the most success he can have. Man, I tell you, everybody down here says the same thing. Uh, Dan Marino, the rest of those guys just think that uh, Tom, for what he's done, has been uh, a pretty regular guy with a lot of you guys. So I know you guys always bring that up. So now you'll have Mr. Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick down here, man. We had him last year around here. Ted, I got to tell you, man, when the dude tries to run people over, he's hilarious. He keeps everybody loose. What do you know about your new quarterback? I know that he's, I believe, the only player in NFL history to do perfect on his wonder list. Wow. I believe that's one of his stats. <laughs> you got to ask him about that. I like you did that. your research, Ted. Right? Well done. Yeah, I do got to ask him. But no, but he's been great. Obviously, he there was a little bit of that magic uh, in the New Year's Eve game against us this year. So I, I, I have a lot of respect for him. He's been around the league for a long time. I'm really excited to get to know you know him and a bunch of the new guys. You know, that's my favorite part of being on a football team is you know being with the guys. So it's it's going to be I'm. I'm, lo- I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully we can get to work soon. Yeah, well, th- I'm glad you said that, Ted, because I was talking about how hard it would be to be out there and you're used to getting ready to go to camp, getting OTAs and mini camps around the corner after the draft stuff, and here you are. It's hard to work out by yourself to start with. How hard is it when you don't know exactly when this thing's going to get started back up again? How hard is it uh, on your psyche every day? Well, for me, just working out isn't that hard. You know, I you- that's part of my profession. You know, I take that very seriously, but you know, it's, it is kind of weird that we don't know. Obviously there's bigger things going on in the world than, you know, when are we going to start spring football? So that's kind of keeping me in, in check. You know, I, I'm, I'm really thinking, you know, I'm, you know, praying and, and hoping for the best for people. So, uh, you know, I hope everyone is doing good out there. I know it's pretty crazy. Well, we got, uh, it's funny you said that. We got Lieutenant Governor of uh, Florida coming on here in uh, in a little while. We're going to talk to her as we got those cruise ships looking for a place. You've been you've been following all this uh, craziness, and, and so that's why it's so great being able to have a chance to talk to you about football a little bit and uh, help put this offensive line together. How much fun is going to be for you watching the draft, by the way, coming up in a couple of weeks? I'm glad we're having it on time. I'm sorry if the GMs can't get everything they need and everybody, but, boy, I think people are really looking forward to it. Do you agree? I agree. I think, you know, the NFL has done a great job, you know, making kind of, you know, the, the whole league year a marketable thing. And, you know, free agency was exciting. Now we got the draft. It's a whole new season, and that's always very exciting. So hopefully, you know, we'll get guys that will come in and we're going to come together, you know, whenever we can, and, you know, try to put some wins together. It's going to be a fun year. Ted, i got to ask you this. Uh, the CBA obviously was passed a couple weeks back, and uh, everything looks good for the next 10 years when it comes to that. Were you surprised that close to 500 or a little over 500 guys didn't vote? Um, no, I'm not surprised. I think in any election, there's some kind of attrition like that. Um, you know, but I, I think we, you know, we got the, you know, vast majority of the league to vote and the player spoke. It was razor thin. I think we made the right decision. 10 years of labor peace is huge, especially with, you know, kind of the new things upcoming. Um, I think it was very important that we got that done and I, I was pleased with the outcome. 
Well, listen, Ted, we appreciate, man, you coming on for a few minutes. And uh, I know you sound like you're busy studying, getting like your 17th degree and, <laughs> and working out and stuff. We're going to find out. Honestly, man, someday you're going to be a doctor or something. Are you going to be one of these guys that ends up being like going to school till you're like 35 playing in the NFL? If it's still free, yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, that's the greatest thing going to college. Come on back, man. As long as you're coming back, it will, will, we, it's good for us. We want you to be in school, so you're taking advantage of it. Ted, thank you so much, brother. Appreciate it very much. Hey, thank you guys for having me on anytime. Anytime you guys need me, let me know. I'm starting to get very excited about this upcoming, quote-unquote, upcoming Dolphins season. If it happens, it sounds like some really good things going to be happening, getting all the good players from New England and around the league, good free agents, a huge draft, hopefully, maybe a new quarterback. We'll have to wait and see. And, of course, Corch Flores. Ooh, that man. It looks like he can do some magic, and let's hope he gets that going. So, up next, we're going to talk about sports. We're also going to step away a little bit, as we usually do with the Dan Lebitard Show. They've got some sound from Alan Schefter that you have to hear. This is the Best of the Joe Show. Back at you on the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Please, Follow me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio, where you can always step into the day spa. <sighs> and it always feels so good. Happy endings for everyone. We're not finished yet, though. Dan Levitard's show. They're in some way, shape, or form kind of on a wing and a prayer from different rooms across all of South Florida with all types of different contraptions and workings doing their show from 10 to 1 right here on 560 The Joe. Earlier today, they listened in on what Adam Schefter had to say. Woo, man. That dude was angry. Also, who is the nicest person at ESPN? And then Stugatz gives you his list of top sneaky good-looking people at ESPN. Enraged Adam Schefter here for too long. He was on with Scott Van Pelt. Listen to Schefter not uh, not having any time for the idea that humanity is is crumbling a little bit around us in a way that feels scary. And the NFL is still here with its draft. OTAs are not going to happen, Scott. Right. Allow me to break that to you right now, okay? <laughs> you could put it on the ticker of the ESPN bottom line right now. They're not going to happen. Sure. And they'll be lucky if they get training camp off on time. I think there are people that are optimistic about that. Spoke to Dr. Tom Mayer, the medical director of the NFLPA this week. He thinks training camp is a realistic goal, and we all hope that it happens, frankly. We all want that back. We all want to see the days where we have that distraction of football. But OTAs, that's no not shot. happening. Yeah. The offseason program, that's not happening. The draft is happening only through the sheer force and determination and lack of foresight from Oh, frankly, I mean, they're, they are determined to put this on while there is carnage in the streets. He's out of, he's out of his mind. He's, he's lost. lost that, is an, yeah. that is an enraged Adam Schefter. He has absolutely mm. lost it. Uh, we couldn't break him with free agency. But you guys were mean to Ariel Hawani, I thought, during the, during the break because uh, you guys were disagreeing vehemently with Chris, the contention that uh, Ariel Hawani is the nicest person at ESPN. Well, everyone on the message board here is typing what a nice person he is. You closed the segment by talking about what a nice person he is. What was nice about the beginning of that interview? You were talking about the Van Gundy brothers and their free throw shooting 
eating contest. And he came on dripping in sarcasm, by the way, and poo-pooed that conversation because it wasn't about him and his sport. <laughs> I mean, nice. He's not even in my top five nicest people at ESPN. Dead on, Stu Gods. I was offended by the people in the shipping container saying how polite and kind Ariel Hawani was when his first act of that segment was to be entirely rude to your amazing Van Gundy story, Dan. Thank you so much <laughs> yes. for that, by the I way. I was breaking news. Yes. I was breaking news there on the Van Gundys and Ariel Hawani because it wasn't on his show and it wasn't about his go. sport is dismissive of my breaking news of Stan Van Gundy. If you haven't heard, many of you haven't. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy beat him in a free throw shooting contest, uh, made 26 to 22 and uh, among 30 free throws. Neither can record it because they didn't know it was going to be for public consumption. And Stan Van Gundy now says that he had no time to practice, hadn't done it in two years, and is vowing vengeance. He's, he's been wronged by the media. It's a story America needed to hear. And then Ariel Hawani just comes and as Stugat says, poo-poos that. You can't be polite when you're poo-pooing something. It's not poo-poo polite. It's polite. You can't be sarcastic and polite. Those are antonyms, Stugats. They're what? Antonyms. He went oh. with antonyms there. There are a few things more entertaining. I think there would be few things more entertaining than watching Stan Van Gundy try to roll on himself with a camera phone and then trying to hit the reverse button so it's pointing at him and not out off into the distance. All right, I'm going to ask <laughs> him to do that. that. I'm going to ask him to do that during the break to make an attempt at videotaping it. What do you have, Billy? You know how I know he's polite. He's one of, like, four people that will still come on with you jerks. That's how I know he's <laughs> Billy is now taking over some guest booking responsibilities and is seeing some of the frustrations involved with getting us guests because they come on and then we just hammer them. As soon as they're gone, we hammer them. What do you have, Chris? Ariel, also one of the sneaky, good-looking people at ESPN. I don't think people think that. When you think good-looking at ESPN, he's not one of the first names you think of, but he's on that list. Sneaky, good-looking. Tony, you've got a nomination on sneaky, good-looking? Um, no, I don't have a, a nomination on Singing Good Looking, but I can cape up for Ariel Hawani because I was his producer for his podcast, the uh, Ariel Hawani MMA Show, when I was in Bristol, and he was absolutely kind and nice and polite and was an awesome guy. Stugat, uh, what's your list of uh, surprise handsome people at ESPN? Hurry. Randy Scott, Tim Kirchin, Jason Fitz, Dominique Foxworth. I agree enough with that list. I would say Diana Rossini should be on that list, but she's not sneaky good looking. She just... Good looking. I've said enough about Diana Rossini, but I just never get tired of thinking about her, talking about her, and really acting weird right now about her. <laughs> Speaking of acting weird, Hawk and Crowder, that's kind of what they do weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on 560. Joe, up next, they're going to be joined by a legend right here in Miami, Jarrett Payton. This is the Best of the Joe Show. The Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and usually, not only can you hear me on The Best of the Joe Show, you can also hear me as part of the simulcast extravaganza on the Hawk and Crowder Show weekdays from 3 to 6. Mark Hawkman, Channing Crowder, Alejandro Solana, and myself, they're going it as a threesome right now because... There's been a lot of shifting here at the radio station. We're kind of shorthanded. I've been working the mornings, midday, sort of, passing out really early, like 8.30 some nights. Like, But I miss those guys. I want to be a part of it. And I will eventually be back on the Hawk and Crowder show. Kind of feel like I don't know when. And that me being away from the Hawk and Crowder show, kind of a metaphor for the whole thing that's going on with the coronavirus. We know we're going to get back out in the world and things are going to return to their fun, normal ways. We just don't know when. So I guess coronavirus and Hawk and Crowder are kind of the same thing to me. It's all gone down, gone away from it. I'm isolating from everything, but eventually I'll be back. 
with them when I get back in the real world. Oh, so you still get to stay close to the Hawk and Crowder show. They were recently talking with Kane's great Jared Payton. They take a look at home studies. Oh, yeah, the kids are home nowadays. Also, they talk about nothing like being a Kane. Thoughts on Ed Reed and if, what, and how will the NFL season sound and look? Little uh, Miami Hurricanes for our next guest. Crowder lamented earlier in the show he hates bring Jared Payton on because he's such a compelling speaker and he uh he always just speaks the gospel when it comes to the Miami Hurricanes that it's uh it's it's soul crushing for a guy like you that doesn't like the Hurricanes but I love Jared he's amazing he's he's articulate he's great on radio with TV too he does stuff up there if he was a Gator this man would be a saint uh, Jarrett Payton, he was a memorable running back at the University of Miami. I know a lot of us Hurricanes fans remember him winning the Orange Bowl MVP award in the 2004 Orange Bowl, played uh, in the NFL with the Titans briefly, and now, as Crowder alluded to, a broadcaster in Chicago on WGN. And, uh, of course, many people remember his dad, Walter Payton, was my absolute hero when I was growing up in Chicago. In fact, over my right shoulder right now, I have a, uh, a picture of Walter Payton on a Wheaties box autographed by Walter Payton <laughs> that I'm awesome. doing uh, today's show with in honor of JP coming on with us. And we love having you on all the time. There's no one better to just chop it up with than Jarrett Payton. So thank you for making some time for us, JP. You're, you're homeschooling the kids? Yeah, we're actually in PE right now. So they're, they're outside <laughs> just a, a little bit kind of running around listening to you two. First and foremost, I just hope that you guys are safe and everybody that, you know, is listening to your show is safe as well. It's, this is this is a crazy, crazy time. And it's been a change for, for me to be home as much as I am, but also in some ways a blessing to be able to uh, spend this time with my family every single day. So I hope you guys are doing well. Yeah, we're, uh, we're both obviously doing the shows from our homes. Crowder is in Davie. I'm in Boca Raton. So what what is your day like? Because you've still got your broadcast duties just like us. Crowder's got two youngsters at home. I have a 15-year-old, so he pretty much is uh, taking care of himself. But Crowder's got two youngsters and a baby on the way in a couple of months. Congratulations, man. I mean, that's uh, and that's that's tough. I mean, all of us, each and every one of us has something different going on in our lives. Our home situations are so different. And so, uh, you know, it's it's at that time right now where, you know, one thing we have to do is be at home and, and keep saying our prayers and making sure that we're helping out people any way that we can right now because it's uh, – just being here in Chicago, I'm, I'm far from, from Florida, but man, it just seems like it's happening all over this world. And Jared, yeah, I got the baby on the way, man, but I have a seven and an eight. I don't know how old your kids are, but this homeschool stuff, man, that's the, that's the hardest part of my day, big homie. Yeah, it is, man. The, I have a, a eight-year-old. He just turned eight on March 23rd, and my daughter is going to be four on April 11th. So it's mm-hmm. been—it's been—you <laughs> guys know. I mean, it's—it's it's different in trying to homeschool and and to also just uh, break up the day and being in the house and being here in Chicago, it's cold outside. So yeah, we're outside right now, but we don't always get a chance to, to be outside. So it's a, uh, we're taking advantage of every single opportunity that we have as a family to kind of, you know, get this uh, exercise in. And if you go to my Instagram, you can see, man, me and my kids and my family, we work out every single morning, like on the treadmill and on the bike. I'm on the Peloton. My son's on the treadmill. So he had a workout this morning and uh, we're just trying to get it in as much as possible. 
You know, I'm glad you mentioned your Instagram. Jarrett Payton is with us here, a former Miami Hurricane. Going to talk some hurricanes with him in a sec here. But we've, uh, I, I'm trying to get my Instagram up over 5,000 followers. I'm very close. So everyone go follow Radio Mark Hockman on Instagram. But one of the things we've been, I show every day my little broad setup. I've got the microphone on the boom arm that's attached, clamped down to the desk. And I've got a couple of laptops. And I've got, you know, I've got a nice little situation working here at the house. Crowder, who's got this NFL money and the NFL pension, he has got the most bobo setup you have ever seen. And he's getting, he finally got shamed into posting a picture on Twitter yesterday because every day I post these pictures and people are like, Crowder, see your setup. We got to see your setup. So finally, he posted this picture. It looks like a Goodwill desk. It doesn't even look like it's balanced. I think he's working on an old Radio Shack TRS-80 computer. He's got like a towel over his head so the sound doesn't echo. So it looks like he's looking into a, the replay officials back when they would uh, look underneath the towel. On the that th- that like was really bad. Hey. I, I got to ask you, Jarrett, you're a professional yeah. broadcaster. What's your setup? Uh, my setup is just with my iPhone, basically. I mean, that's all That's all I have. Uh, we do uh, from live from the Jero app. I just hit on and I'm streaming live back to uh, the station. And so I'm, I'm setting it up. I got my Hurricanes uh, jersey from the Orange Bowl MVP behind me. And then on the other side, I have, um, I have my Amsterdam Admirals jersey that we won the World Bowl championship. So those, that's my background. So you know, like everybody else, I started doing, I was working from home for the last three weeks. So I was doing it before a lot of people at our station were doing it. So then everybody else is doing live shots from home. They're trying to spruce up their back. But I'm like, yo, you don't got a Canes jersey and an Amsterdam Admiral jersey behind you. Come on now. You know what I mean? That That's my setup in my basement. Yeah, man. We did Canes stuff, bro. That's why I love you to death, Jared. But you you always got to bring up Canes. You always got to bring up I'm the orange and green. You 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 mm-hmm. got you got you you love the Canes. Yeah, that's your thing, right? Yeah, man, that's my that's that's my love, man. It's uh, I think right now the way that I've been working out at home. Listen, man, he needs me like for a couple of plays, man. Like I'm in better shape than I like now than I was back when I was playing. That's how crazy it is. That's what this quarantine <laughs> life is doing to me right now, man. It's just it's been interesting, but also not just Kane. You guys know being from Chicago, I'm Bears all the way through. So for me, I. I always talk about my dad as being the best football player that I've ever seen. And so it's funny as in 85, you know, I was five years old. So I didn't really understand 85 and like what that team was about for Chicago and football fans. And so that's what I've been doing through this time is really going back and watching every single game from that 85 season, except for the Dolphins game. I won't watch that (laughs) for one reason. Yeah, don't watch that one. But man, it's just it's it's gave me a just a better appreciation of the football player uh, that my pops was and how how you know hard he played the game and for people that love football, I mean that's what it's about. It's about going back and understand your history to be able to understand kind of the future. And, and Crowder, you know that's what I talk about every single time I'm with you guys about the Kings yeah. is, is figuring it's figuring that out. And if that could be something that these young guys figure out and and look at the guys that came before them anything's possible because uh the rich history of greatness that is uh the miami hurricanes and listen i know there's great other great programs out there but man the dudes that invented swag it, it's just it's something different everywhere i go here in chicago people want to know what it was like to be a hurricane i'm like dude i played other places dude I'm like play for the tennessee titans They're like we don't care what was it like 
And then I start naming off all the players that I played with, and people are like, holy cow. And next you know, they're buying me food and drinks, and they want to know about, you know, the five <laughs> years there. And it's a... Uh, it's just been an amazing journey for me to be home to like go back and look at a lot of the stuff that I was a part of and stuff that my pops was a part of as well. Well, you talk about knowing the history and whatnot and Hurricanes fans. Uh, Jarrett Payton, by the way, is with us. Uh, Hurricanes fans oftentimes are accused of living in the past. But along those lines, the last time we spoke with you, Jarrett, we were at Radio Row in Miami for the Super Bowl. You were uh, you were down here about an hour or two after we spoke to you. The Hurricanes announced that they hired Ed Reed as their chief of staff, and so we haven't spoken with you about that on the air. So how do you uh, how do you take that information as a guy who, like me, loves the past and what the Hurricanes were about, but also understands that you can never go backwards. You got forwards. How does it yeah. strike you that the Hurricanes have hired Ed Reed as their chief of staff? To me, it was a brilliant idea. Um, it was, and it was perfect timing as, as well, just with everything that was going on. And it just brought more eyes onto the program. But for, you know, a guy that played with Ed and like what he means to me and the game of football and how I, not even just the game of football, just the way of life and um, how Ed is with me and our conversations now as we're past football and uh, the relationship that he's kind of formed with my son who just adores him and he's just he's an amazing man amazing football player and I think yeah we have to move forward but the one thing that made us so great especially when I was there was the fact that those guys that were legends that were playing in the league they came back and they were working out with us and they were doing seven on seven with us and that that right there it gave you an opportunity guys Guys came in, especially from Florida, South Florida guys. That was a, a dream and aspiration was to get to the league. What better way to be able to get your knowledge from a guy that's already doing it, that came from your program, that's one of your brothers? And to me, that's what made it you know, so special. And I think having Ed, it kind of – who wouldn't want to – have an opportunity to visit the University of Miami and an opportunity to either see or talk with Ed Reed, a guy who is just a super legend. I mean, to me, it's, I think it's brilliant, but he knows as well. He knows where we have to get back to. And if there's anybody that knows, anybody that knows of how to help get us back to where we came from, it's Ed. And so um, I'm just, I'm, I'm honored and blessed to be able to be his teammate, but to see him grow as a man, has been just as amazing. So, uh, I mean, his, his, his situation to be able to hit my son up for his birthday, send him a message saying happy birthday, just because when we came down, I did that special on him uh, not too long ago, and my son came with me. And the only reason why he wanted to come with me was to meet Ed. And so now my son's got hurricanes everywhere. He's not a football player. He's a baseball player. He wants to be on that Canes baseball team. So if they can get, send a scholarship this way, we can sign right now because he's a lefty. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> hey, he's a beast. The, the hurricane love and, and that you mean something, and we all know that. And getting back there is not going to be easy, but uh, that's the only way you could truly understand and really cherish everything that's going on and what came before. Bro, you said your son is eight? Yeah, man. You go. I'm telling you, just go, I, on, I gotta, go on my Instagram. I got an eight-year-old. We got to get him on a travel team, too, because little Chan can knock the damn, knock the uh, casing off a ball, too, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. You got to do something. But, man, I got to um, – let me ask you about the Ed Reed thing. I'm not trying to be a hater, Jared, but you yes, know you I'm are. a gay. Yes, you are. 
well, I, I got a little hate in my heart. I won't lie. But, like, <laughs> okay. bro, Ed Reed, Ed Reed coming off the hash in cover two, he whooped me in the wild card game in 2008. Ed Reed coming in the box a week in cover three, unblocked. He is not going – he's going to make every tackle. I understand that. Why can yeah. Ed – how can Ed run a university athletic program as chief of staff? He is a great player, Jared. I love Ed to death. And, like I said, he, he, stole, he stole my playoff run away from me on the field. I know how good this man is, but acting like this dude can can, can get a football program back on track—that's kind of that's that's a that's a little out there to me. Uh, uh, yeah, I, but Crowder, I'm not saying he's going to do it all by himself, man. That's not the whole. That's not the whole deal. That wasn't the deal. I don't think that was the deal from the beginning. He wasn't. He's not going to fix everything, and it's going to take time. But to have a person like that in that mind and the relationship with the university and what he means to the game of football. I mean, you see these young kids, man. My son's eight years old, man, and he watches that play where Ed's on, on punt return, and he comes off the edge against the Colts, and next thing you know, he gets held, and he runs back down and makes that play. These kids, they know who he is. And so... Yeah, it's always good to be hearing from coaches and, 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 you know, your friends around there. But when you're hearing it from a goat and a goat speaks, man, you got to listen, man. So just having his input, having his mind, having his work ethic, what he's all about, just around the program and to know that he's a, he is a it makes it even that more official. If I was a kid, Crowder, you know if that was the case. You were playing like these kids now, and you get a phone call from Ed or, like, you get a chance to see him, like, on a visit and, and rap with him as a defensive player, too. It's not going to say, yeah, you're officially coming or you're going to be here, but it makes you have a better understanding of, like, truly what the program is. And I feel like these young kids – some of them have forgot once you get to it now where you have 100,000 Instagram followers coming into school. You know what I mean? Like, you forget a little bit about what came before you. But to have that there, dude, you can't, you can't overlook that. You have to stare at it. You have to understand what came before you and the greatness that came before you and how to get to that level, man. I grew up in a house where not that I wanted to play football. I just wanted to play sports. And I had a dude who, to me, is the GOAT there. And I'm like... I watched how hard he worked, you know, and that sometimes when I didn't want to work hard enough, I had to look at him and then he would be like, yo, you need to get this done. And that made me go out and run on the track. You know, that made me get to Miami. Like I cats forget. I, you know, I could have been, I could have made a lot of money playing soccer, man. And I decided to give up the game of soccer just to try football. Cause it was like, I was bored in my life. That's what I wanted to do in my junior year. So I got into the game late, but to have somebody like my pops around, it pushed me. It made me understand how to get to greatness, and that's greatness right there. I'm striving to be great, and I got that right in front of me. Crowder, he's not going to do it by himself. You don't win championships by yourself. You don't win games by yourself. Like, just having his input there is, I think, is going to be very vital to the success of trying to get things back on track. And I'm cool with you hating on it. Would you want Alex Brown to come back? Alex is my dog. No, Alex is my dog. I can't. Can't hate on Alex. Having guys like that around the program, Florida needs to do that too, man. Yeah. Not, we all want to be like someone. We, I grew up sticking my tongue out of my mouth like Jordan, man. Like he, he, I got a chance to watch him. I wanted to be like him, and he pushed me. Kobe pushed me. All these guys that have played the game before you, if you love the game that much, you will respect what they have to say, and you will respect their grind and their hustle. And I think that's what 
having Ed around that program is definitely going to do. Jarrett Payton just put Crowder in a drawer <laughs> no, in that raggedy no, no, ass no, no, desk. No, 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 Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, I get Crowder. No, 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 listen. I get where Crowder's coming. I get it, man. I totally, I've heard people say that to me, and it's a valid question. It's a valid question. But when I explain to him the same way that I explained to you, it does make sense a little bit because everybody looks at him. He was he was so great on the football field that you think he, and he's got a gold jacket that he can do everything, and he can But this is something that's totally new for him. So it's going to be a challenge. And he knows the same way that he worked on the football field is the same way he's going to have to work at this if he wants to be great. It's just not going to be given. And he's got to figure out his way to be able to do this. And I believe in my heart just by knowing him, he wouldn't just sign up for do something just to have his name there. He's going to be a part of it just like he was everything else that got him to to the Hall of Fame. That's why people love hearing from Jarrett Payton on this yeah. show. He speaks the Canes gospel. I got to ask you real quick because we're out of time. Um, yeah. NFL is going to go ahead and hold their draft as planned starting April 23rd. You good with that? I, I'm, I'm kind of wishy-washy. I don't know. I, I think it's. I think things are just a little bit different. I think everybody else is waiting. I feel like sometimes you, you need to wait. We don't know what's happening week to week. And I think that's the hardest part for where everybody is in this world. And so instead of putting just a stamp on it, I would just wait and let's just see where we are in the next couple of weeks before we start saying we're going to have a draft. Because I think we've seen things change very fast in these uh, day and times that we're in right now. And, Hawk, I got to ask him a question because we found ailments about ourselves, Hawk. I found out that I have laundry narc- I mean, uh, uh, laundry Alzheimer's, bro. If I put something in the washing machine, I will forget about it. And by the time I remember, it's going to be moldy. My wife has killed me because I mess up my kids' clothes. Hawk, you want to tell about your ailment? Yeah, I've got uh, reading narcolepsy. If I open a book, even if I'm interested in it, I immediately fall asleep. What have you found what you out? What if what what has Jared found out about Jared during quarantine? I found out that I'm really wasn't good at school, and I I probably <laughs> need to work a lot harder. Uh, and I'm also not a handyman. I I just have like a I have a kegerator in my basement. I'm trying to figure out the pressure is not I can't figure out the pressure because the gauge is broke so I have uh, a keg downstairs in my basement and I'm trying to figure out how to uh, get it cracking so if we do have to be staying in the house I'm good for beverages for a while man got a keg my kind of man we uh, we love talking with you Jarrett Payton he is holding down the Payton household in Chicago and uh, as everyone we're all you know everybody say bye say bye say bye yeah, she, my daughter said bye. Yeah, I like that. Jared, thank you for making time for us. We genuinely appreciate it, man. No problem, guys. Take care. Hawk and Crowder, weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe. You cannot step in the day spa right now on the Hawk and Crowder Show because, once again, I am taking a break because I am working other shifts trying to help out here at the radio station. I am the Taysom Hill of the radio station I am the Swiss Army Knife. Wherever you need me, I just go in there. Whether it's morning, noon, night, overnight, you call me, you tell me, I'm there. I'm here for you on the Best of the Joe Show weekdays from 6 to 7 right here on 560 The Joe. Remember, you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts for absolutely free. Radio.com app, our website, wqam.com. While you're at it, follow me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. I think my favorite player for the Heat Goran Dragic, he recently spoke to the media about the whole pandemic situation that's going on in this country. And I really found it interesting on how he wants, if the NBA season returns, 
everything to play out. I'm working out. I'm running around the house. So I'm maintaining my shape. So when this thing going to be over, I think so for myself, I'm going to be in good shape. But like I said before, some guys, they cannot do that because they live in the apartment or something else. So definitely we're going to need a couple of weeks to prepare as a group, as an individual. Yeah, I would rather have a couple of friendly games and maybe from there on go straight to playoffs. I'd like to see that. Goran in his backyard just running laps. Got to stay in shape. Must play. I can't do an accident, but that would be hilarious, especially in these times when we really don't have much to do. I'm betting some of his neighbors are watching, saying, <laughs> a little bit of entertainment right there. If I can't catch the NBA, I can catch the next best thing. Goran Dragic running in his backyard. Maybe he can Skype that or live stream it or something like that. Kind of pass some time and feel good. I'm going home to feel good. Listen to some music, not watch sports because there's no sports on TV, maybe have a beer or two, watch some Netflix, trying to get into Ozark. Ozark's been pretty cool so far, although I just got into it. I've already seen Tiger King. I now live vicariously through everyone else seeing it for the first time, talking about it over and over and over and over again. You know, Tiger King's Tiger King. It's entertaining. It's fun. I'm from South Louisiana. There's a lot of people like that in the world. It's just Those people specifically got a camera put on them. Go down to the bayous. Go down to the backwoods of Louisiana. I guarantee you will find a ton of Mike Exotics and Carol Baskins and all those other characters like that. But I don't want to speak about that too much because right now, none of that. Isolation for all of us. Stay safe. I'll be back tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. The best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.